And I'm glad that Glad that you have such a pretty story Welcome to Refreshingly Human with Hannah Pillow. Hey everyone, welcome back to Refreshingly Human, a podcast about human connections and shared experiences. Today I have with me in studio the combined artist Anna Moffa. Not so long ago, these two girls braved the cold of Manchester and sat in the city center naked, covered in jam, eating toast off each other um, to s- maybe see what the general reactions to that was. Hmm. Let's have a chat with them and see what exactly were they up to. So joining me today are the combined artists Anna Moffa and I will let them introduce themselves. Hey, so I'm Sophia Moffa. I'm half Italian, half Scottish. Yeah, I'm Rika from Finland, now living and working in Manchester. Awesome. And how did you guys meet? Uh, so we met through a friend in common um, and uh, together we sort of contemplated on the contemporary art scene in Manchester and we slowly realised that uh, we want to do something sort of more exciting or at least something more for us. <laughs> that's a weird way to put it but yeah yeah that's 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 what it was just trying out different studio groups and just not feeling that that we didn't fit anywhere to work that kind of pre-existed I suppose. And uh, we wanted to sort of do a we want to do a sort of a collaboration and make up a sort of studio and a gallery. And then from doing that and from trying out these things, we then realized we also made work, like we worked very well together. And So you guys just kind of like struck up a good dynamic, a good working dynamic, and you all had like similar goals to line up? Yeah, so it kind of started with this uh us starting our own art space with the three of us and uh that didn't work out but the two of us really worked out so we did our first exhibition uh with our fresh fresh gap moving studio and gallery sort of solution and started doing performance art together and that was the first time we performed together in the in the food to the dog show it was the first one we did mm-hmm. and since then it's been more performance really and Moffa seems to be now more like a performance dyad yeah. than uh, than a functioning gallery. But I mean, gallery is still happening, but we've had so much performance going on that we haven't really had the space to actually make another exhibition. But there's going to be one this summer. <laughs> so tell me a bit more about your first uh, performance. First performance. So it's called Altercation. Um, yeah. And... Uh, Basically, we'll explain what it consisted of, but our hair was tied to a floor, a concrete floor, um, from the tips. Uh, And uh, then we rolled around each other until the hairline tightened so much that you could no longer move. And it's tied up to your your light skull. And then we sort of rip the hair apart and crawl across the gallery through the audience into like the open courtyard uh and yeah into another space and then sort of disappear yeah outside across the yard mm-hmm. into another building yeah and we were like uh half 
half dressed, so the bottom part was. We were topless. Um, yeah, topless. Thank you. That's <laughs> the right word for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sensing a theme with your performances. Um. You mean that nude? You mean the nudity is a recurring theme? No, we've had more non-nude performances than nude performances. Okay. It just happens that two that you've asked about, like <laughs> we'll be talking about, will be also nude. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. No, usually we're dressed. <laughs> yeah, that's more common. Yeah, much more common. <laughs> so, is there a reason behind being topless in your first performance? Reason. Um. I think that all in all, that performance was a lot to do about kind of uh, a certain kind of vulnerability and, and intimacy as well. I mean, we sort of planned the performance originally for three people mm. uh, with our with a kind of three person group, and then it turned out that actually it worked worked better with twisting than us trying to plait the hair with three people. <laughs> and so, I don't know. For me, just kind of uh, that performance kind of coincides with this gallery and our performance practice taking off. So it's, I wouldn't say it was a really like great piece of performance art of ours, but it was a, it was a really good way to get us started. Okay. So for me, it really feels like we're kind of getting to know each other through performance somehow. Yeah. And it sort of came from an altercation. Like yeah. It's because there was, it was almost the reason why there was uh, only two people because of an altercation. Hmm. And, uh, and there's a, a thing about, uh, it's just skin is is sort of very fragile as well, mm. especially women's skin is much thinner than men's skin, and mm. and you're on very rough concrete floor, mm. and it's cold and. Yeah, I think it actually turned out to be an incredibly like, personal work, mm. rather than kind of thinking of art particularly in any way. It was just just about kind of us and getting started, really. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I saw a little bit of that one and it did look really intimate. So, I mean, that mm. position you guys are in looks really intimate. And I can imagine, I, I can't imagine tying my hair to anyone else's hair. I can imagine that to be really painful. And did you actually rip your hair apart? Like, uh, Well, it was tied. And uh, yeah, so I had to rip the, the sort of bobble, I don't know, was it bobble? It was a piece of string, basically, oh, that okay. tied it to the screw that was on the floor. Uh, and, uh, and to get that off, I had to rip, yeah, some of the hair. Oh. <laughs> and that, I think that was also a, a pretty impressive part of the performance, because you could hear it, because right. everyone had sort of gone very quiet, mm. and and you could hear the hair ripping, and, and it was very much a performance that I think touched women in particular. Yeah, I feel that maybe maybe women kind of resonated with the work more. Mm. And kind of came to talk about their own experiences and vulnerability and intimacy because it has is loads of kind of uh, sort of typically female symbols like hair, you know, mm. having a lot of skin, like or that sort of vulnerable position. Yeah, I think that the vulnerability specifically is something that like mm. and also the the connection between two women. Yeah, because it wasn't a particularly sexual piece. That mm. it was. Uh, a very sensitive piece and yeah. very, uh, it was quite poetic, really. Mm-hmm. And I think women resonate with that as well. This connection between women that is often mm-hmm. very sort of tense, but yeah. in many cases, when women most need help, it, it's the women they turn to, not, not men. That's true. So, but then in other occasions, women can be very tense between each other. So mm. It sort of did touch on 
more women issues, I think. Yeah. So I believe you guys do two different types of, I, I don't know, I want to say work. Like you told me about your happenings and your performances. Do you want to talk a little bit about the difference between your two types of work? Yeah. Uh, so performances is what we do in galleries. So we have a longer time to prepare and kind of think about work. And usually there's more set kind of uh, concept for, for the work. And then we have a more kind of explorative, playful uh, performance practice that we call happenings, which is just kind of uh, taking some really everyday normal things and kind of twisting it up a bit and putting it back in real life and seeing how it kind of changes. And so it's, but it's a really playful, easy thing. It's like our sketchbook for performance. Because yeah. performance needs an audience to, in order to exist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sometimes you need to, experiment with whatever's in your head that is performative and the street is the best place for it (laughs) (laughs) i mean okay so how many happenings have you guys done so far what including our individual ones Uh, or or only as as animalfa three (laughs) no we didn't end up doing one in bangladesh we were meant to but the schedule was so crazy we actually did well we kind of did oh yeah we did the popcorn thing yeah right okay so four then yeah four Mm. okay that's that's not but we haven't known each other long we've known each other a bit more than a year now no 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 it's almost exact two years yeah two years yeah, and Moffa has existed a little bit less than a year now, but we have known each other for two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> she knew of me, I knew very little of her. Okay. <laughs> so, a year, basically. We, it, as Moffa, we have existed a little under a year. Okay, so let's get to the exciting bit of this podcast episode. We're going to talk a bit about the jam and the naked, nakedness and being in the city centre of Manchester, which is where we, uh, well, where I currently live. Um, yeah, so I watched the video and I had some reactions that I think I want to talk more about my reactions after I show you some other people's reactions, just mm. because there's some connections coming about and I don't want to give away my thoughts and my feelings about it too soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, okay, yeah. So tell me about the jam. That's what we really want to get into now. Uh, Right, so uh, the actual happening is called uh, The Cashier Only Allowed Us 24 Jars. And uh, basically the happening consists of uh, uh, two women, um, completely naked, uh, that have that are covered in jam, and uh, we have uh, a battery, camp battery, an inverter, and a toaster, a bag of toast. And we toast the bread, and we cover the bread with the jam that is on the other person's body, and then eat it. And if anyone would like a piece of toast in, while we're sitting at Market Street, Manchester, then we'll happily toast it for them and jam it for them and give it to them. Okay, did anyone... Take uh, you up on that. Yeah, yeah, a uh, uh, girl. Well, a lady, a young lady. Mm. She she asked for uh, bread and toast and she didn't have breakfast anymore. Mm. Aww. And, uh, she ate it. <laughs> <laughs> it <was lovely>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so I have a few reactions to your jam video. I've sent them to a few people. 
and um, I didn't give them a lot of context. I didn't tell them that I know you all. I didn't tell them where's this happening or what, what's happening. I just said, here's a video, watch it. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think. What is your first reaction to this? So what we're going to do is I'm going to read out one by one anonymously. Um, and I want you to guess if this comment came from someone in the UK or outside of the UK as I read it. And then you'll, you guys can respond to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Yeah, ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first one. Gosh, no idea. They look like they've returned from an all-nighter sacrificial orgy or were off their heads. What was the reason? Lol. Smiley face. So your question would be, what was the reason? Pretty much. Any emotions? Like, do you feel anything? Uh, I think they were either off their heads looking for attention or both. Let me know. Yeah, a lot of people said we wanted attention, mm. but to be fair, we don't actually think that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, we live in another world. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I suppose sometimes one just kind of forgets what's what's normal or appropriate. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't think that people would be so interested. Like the first two happenings that we did, nobody paid any attention. Sure, this is a bit more out there, but still, somehow we didn't think that people would be so interested. Uh, we were expecting it to kind of fly under the radar like all the other stuff we do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we should add that uh, we had uh, a massive crowd and uh, a massive sort of various, various conversations on social media, a lot of news channels being interested in it and interviewing us about it. And, well, the performance, what happening ended with the police sort of taking us away. But, uh, yeah, that's to sort of sum up that on social media, we did have a lot of people saying that we just wanted attention. Because, well, we don't do art for It wasn't for really attention. a consideration, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. It didn't play a part in doing it or not. Okay. Do you think this person is from within the UK or not? Um, it's difficult. There's not really kind of much of him there. Yeah, yeah, probably UK. It's actually someone from South Africa. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Do, do, do. <laughs> so the next one, one mm-hmm. kind of like this one. There's lots of emojis in this one. <laughs> so it's like, that's in Manchester, crying face. And the lady took that piece of toast, vomit face. I can't mind exploding emoji. The old man made me laugh when he sat there and saw them and moved away. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love the old man. He was really cute. He was so cute. He was amazing. The question would be, why are they doing that? Yeah. Same same question, pretty much again. We're yeah. get, already getting a theme. Why are you doing it? <laughs> um, well, we can answer that at the end. Yeah. yeah maybe but, answer the questions in the end and react now. Is that's yeah. the way we played it. Yeah. yeah, however you want. Well, no, it, especially to that. If why, it's the why same. Why we're doing it, then I'd mm. rather see how many have asked that question. Well. Yeah, same And here. then that's sort of... That's fine. That's fair, because we're going to be answering the same question a lot. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so let's go with UK or not first. Oh. I'm guessing it's not UK. And Sophia? 
I'm always saying yes. <laughs> well, you would be right this yeah. time. <laughs> you just go with yes, and I just go with no. Oh, okay. so we have a 50-50 ratio here. I think that's good. good. Gosh. Okay, so this one is... I think some of them are really hard to tell if they are or not, but I think some of them might be more the obvious. Of Manchester. But, yeah, this one is actually from Manchester, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, there's a little bit more to that. She also says, are they not bothered about eating jam off each other? God, we a lot worse disgusting things in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one. Okay. Are they making a statement? They look happy in their challenge to other uh, to others if it is a challenge or a statement. The reason isn't clear as long as they feel good. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's super nice. Oh, I, like I have mixed feelings. If these women feel the only way to communicate their message is to be without clothes, then I feel sad. But if they are doing it off their own backs without cohes- cohesion, then as responsible adults, I respect their pluckiness and it makes me smile. Aww. That's a really good response. I like her. Yeah, whoever me too. Whoever it is. Who is this person? Lovely. I'll <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that that's a very good response because very, very often it seems that, you know, we get these like uh, stunts for uh, getting awareness for causes or some such things. Very often it seems that women take their clothes off just to kind of get something noted, you know, because... I don't know. Maybe women feel like they don't have a voice unless they take their shirt up and then the rest of the, the world will listen. Think of Lady MacGyver, right? Lady Godiva, not MacGyver. That's <laughs> Lady Godiva and her naked ride. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's that has absolutely nothing to do with why we did this, but I think that that's... The like her comment is very true. legit. Good point. And often in protests, women. Yeah. Technically. Okay, so... Um, well, that they're not allowed to do so are we guessing uk or not i think it has to be uk they're so careful and political about how they're formulating the response has to be uk okay yeah go for uk it is sudden uk oh (laughs) i could guess london even more precisely okay this one i love this is my favorite one my reactions are, this is Manchester. Anything can happen. Portable toasters are, are a thing? Question mark. Nope, but we made them a thing. Sure. <laughs> oh, police, does this count as public indecency? Kind of feel concerned for the woman, even if they are doing it pu- purely to get filmed. There's always something that annoys me when a crowd is just filming someone you don't know and you don't know their background, etc. Mm. that's a good point mm. I gotta say that the filming was sort of strange you know like we we were there yeah but like, people take pictures of their food well I mean it's <laughs> their food it's their personal food right oh I know but people take pictures of everything now yeah it's I mean meaning that it doesn't need to be interesting yeah no, <laughs> no but it, it's not about it being interesting though it's about I think it's kind of like the your well, okay, I can't say your privacy, but it's like she said, they, they don't even know who you are and what you're doing there, but they're filming you, and it's kind of like this. People um, nowadays film everything just to share it on social media. I think we're pretty used to it. But when the police yeah. came, the police did ask us this, them to stop filming, and we sort of told the police that we didn't mind them filming and we preferred them to film because they would record what the police were telling us. 
the conversation between the police and it's a very interesting conversation. So yeah, yeah, we didn't mind getting filmed. I mean, you're not going to do that kind of thing in the street and, and expect not and to expect it. Like be annoyed that someone filming you. Fair <laughs> <laughs> point. Like we're artists, but it was the kind of moment when there's like this yeah. wall of phones. Like I don't know. I I wanted to engage with people, and I felt loads of the time that I was engaging with cameras. Yeah, mm. and that happens quite often. Like in our right. exhibition in Bangladesh, we had cameras to deal with, and that's it. So you're quite used to it. thing that you're doing instead of you know I'll take up my phone and see what kind of sensuous clickbait thing I can come up with <laughs> but the police sort of uh, talk, took us away also because they, they said it was uh, inappropriate for different cultures say like there was Muslim women or Muslim men and they find it inappropriate to be naked but what we were pointing out was like yeah most of the people filming were Muslim <laughs> and so it was actually very interesting to be confronted with the sort of diversity of ethnicity of the filmers. Mm. I'm kind of getting the sense that that was just one of those moments where kind of being sensitive and uh, thoughtful about ethnicities and different cultures is kind of always kind of utilized for whatever is convenient. Mm. And I think that that was the kind of police angle as well. It's like, yeah. oh, how come you didn't think what you were doing? This might be offending to other ethnicities and other yeah. cultures. And but so eating like, a burger in front of in the street could be offensive to a vegan. Oh god! Exactly. <laughs> it's the political correctness of the UK. <laughs> PC culture. Don't get me started. Welcome to UK. We still didn't get to was that UK or not? Oh, yeah. This one's quite obvious though. Yeah. I, I forgot what it was. <laughs> yeah, because she she yeah no it's UK definitely. Yeah. It is because Manchester. She, yeah, oh, she yeah, says yeah. Manchester, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's what one of the comments on the comments. Yeah. The next one, my reaction, WTF, why? What is the point? Is it just attention seeking? And um, well the next these are two short ones, so I'm gonna just do them both. I don't understand what they were doing it for. They they're both very similar. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Are they both from outside the UK? Uh, no, they both from the UK as well. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's just one more. And it says, what, in full capital letters, was that? <laughs> what were they trying to achieve? Like, seriously, WTH. Mm. Okay, this one's a long one, actually. Okay, this, this one's intense. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't think it's normal. It has nothing to do with nudity per se. It's the whole thing put together. You are in a public space. You are naked, covered in jam, sitting on a public place where people are supposed to be able to sit next to you, but you are covered in jam and making everything dirty. 
At the same time, you are doing something that would be deemed as an indicator for mental health issues. You're eating jam off your body. I just don't see it as something that has a place in public space. Everything you are doing is signaling that you are mentally ill and that you are disrupting the public space. Why are you doing it? What is the point? What message or question are you trying to raise? Or is it pointless just for the chalk value? I don't want to seem artistically narrow-minded, but these kind of stunts... I can't see the point in them. Mm. I hope that that person revises their their thoughts on mental health and mental well-being. Like that was the the only thing I really had an issue with. That otherwise, like of course it looks bonkers. It's a bonkers thing to do, you know. It's we recognize that, but we did uh, have a, a sort of uh, cloth uh, on the seat, so we didn't dirty it. So we did consider that that was other people were going to sit on that bench. Yes, so dear audience member, we <laughs> took every precaution to not make a mess on public property and in the public space. That is also what we kindly told to the police. And it, it seemed oh. to me that the people passing actually didn't mind this so much, but the people on social media seemed to mind them. So Definitely. maybe it wasn't such an awful thing to do because the amount of crowd we had and the smiles on people's faces behind the phones. Yeah. It was a sort of sign that they didn't mind it so much. <laughs> and they quite like to be disrupted in a sort of quite monotonous life. Yeah. Manchester City Centre is a pretty bu- bureaucratic and corporate environment. I wouldn't mind seeing something a little crazy <laughs> if I was like working in an office from 9 to 5 every day. Yeah, same here. And it kind of seemed like most of the people in the audience felt that way too. Like, yeah. with loads of smiles, loads of laughter, and then the every now and again, like, what are you doing? What are you eating? What flavor is it? Like a few kind of participation moments there. It didn't. It didn't seem like people thought or felt that we were offending them when we were doing it. But I think it's a valid question. What should we allow and not allow in a public sp- space? Yeah. And disruption maybe is something that has always existed in our social space and maybe needs to be there. You know, if everything so shiny and plasticky and perfect you know maybe maybe some disruption is in order yeah i mean i think we kind of spoke about this before about um seeing something out in society that that shocks shocks you every now and and again um i think rika had a really good take on this did i yeah what did i say i don't remember so yeah, basically, from what I remember you saying, it was basically that we are out and about in society every day, and we just, well, from my interpretation, we just kind of, like, zone everything out, and we just go from point A to point B, and we're doing all these mundane things, and you're missing everything that's different along the way. Yeah. I know, I feel like it's so easy for people to get lost in their own heads, like, in the kind of, whether it's the everyday busyness of work or family or whatever it is, but just kind of stop seeing things around you. And then when you see something that's really out of the ordinary, it it does stop you and it makes you ask, why is this going on or what is happening here? And that's probably a good thing, you know. I think so. Yeah, to not get too comfortable in that, ah, oh, I know what world's about and I know what kind of things, you know, to safely expect. Then there are all the other things that you're not expecting. What about then? Mm-hmm. Well, much to the point, I think 
I think life is very unexpected right now, especially in the sort of situation we're living in. Um, but it, it'd be nice. I think it's it's nice to see things that are fun rather than <laughs> unexpected things that are always worrying or stressful. Mm. But sometimes it's good to see something that is unexpected, but that you don't have to worry about. It's a question of why that is the same question of why does why why are we here or like what is it all about? It's it's a it's a stupid question really. There's there's no real answer to it. Like the answers in your own head, and and we need sometimes something that is just as unexpected. Isn't that the whole point of having a public space? Yeah. <laughs> that other people have the chance to act upon us and us to act upon them. Well, I guess there could also be a certain balance to that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I think that that's, that balance and those boundaries are the things, you know, constantly under question mm-hmm. what is allowed and what's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we all went out covered in jam naked, nobody would think it was a shocking thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's that. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, so yeah, the last comment. Do you think it was UK based or not? I think that one's really hard to tell. Well, there's only been one foreigner until now, so I'd True. go with foreign. Yeah, good call. Me too. <laughs> you both would be right. <laughs> no, he's Sweden. Sweden. Well, the thing is, though, even though these people come from different countries, they also come from different backgrounds. So I think that's something we tend to forget is that every country has so many cultures and backgrounds in itself that their opinions don't actually speak for their country. Absolutely. No, I can, as a Finnish person, I can say that. I feel. (laughs) Yeah, I I can can give a little. It's a little bit like the relationship between Finns and Swedes is a little bit like. people from the US and Canada and uh, uh, Australia and New Zealand, you know, like there is this kind of a nationality kind of cringe going on. But yeah, so th- th- that was what I'm getting off target now, aren't I? <laughs> Veering off topic. That's fine. So we have questions to answer. And I think the one question is pretty obvious that everyone's asking is what was the reason? What was the point? Nothing. This is... <laughs> Nothing, nothing. It was pointless. It's this is uh, like we said when we were describing happenings. It's a sketchbook where we are kind of playful and more explorative about uh, performance art and our uh, practice with performance art. So they are not the sort of uh, works that we think about for ages and coming up with it or kind of kind of polishing the concept to the perfect diamond or whatever it is that what the difference is there but yeah it's this playful explorative practice Mm -hmm. and it's it's not a it's not a very serious thing so and and it's not supposed to have a concept not that we give it anyway i mean if somebody mm -hmm. wants to give it a concept then go for it but it's that's that wasn't our aim to Mm -hmm. give it a concept i think that it's I've heard loads of uh, different th- things that people have resonated with it, like saying it's something to do like almost like an activist action, and they thought the jam was blood. And then there were people who thought it was something to do with periods or women's rights. or. And I think that's great. If people uh, resonate with some kind of, whether it be social justice subjects or anything else for that matter from their personal life, that's great. But we didn't put anything like that in it. Yeah. And I, it's just two crazy minds who do 
crazy things <laughs> sometimes. And I think that that's, that's sort of at the very essence of the work and why we do this, because if we were only doing this kind of for ourselves, even though, I mean, you always need to have some kind of interaction to see what the work of performance art actually does. So audiences very usually can kind of do it just in a studio. But another thing of that is because it seems to me now that people want easy answers. They want wrapped up short text of news with clickbaity subjects. And when people go to an art exhibition, they want a curator to tell them what to think. They want people to tell what to feel. You know, everybody's looking for some kind of easy answer for a recipe, how to sort out their lives or how to sort out this world. And there isn't such a thing. That's just a pure fantasy. So if you're asking and expecting a repackaged answer and someone to explain you what's the point or what's the sense of anything, you're deluding yourself. Mm. There are no easy answers. So then we don't have the answers, that's for sure. Not and for once we wanted to want to put something out there that is not pre-chewed and pre-thought for anyone or everyone. So whatever you want to think of the work, it's good if it made you think. You know, but it's not on us. You do the thinking for a change. <laughs> like that. I mean, I think the one question that sticks out for me is: Was there a reason that y'all were naked? Um, <laughs> let me think back. I'm thinking back too. I mean, partially it was sort of usually how happens happen is that there's something something that kind of itches us a little bit or just makes us curious a little bit and then we just kind of run with it and i think that one of the sort of starting points was when we were thinking about what what is this kind of explorative performance practice that we have and then we were uh, kind of looking at the work of alanka pro who was doing happenings in the 60s in uh, mostly new york i think at the time but um and he did a work with uh, jam kind of put in a car and someone eating that jam off the car. So that it, for me, it was a kind of sort of like an, not an homage per se, but a little nudge of kind of going, yeah, good on you. Yeah, this is good great. stuff. And it's still relevant today in some way, these kinds of uh, public disruptions and just letting things happen and then seeing what the result is and letting it take a life of its own. And one of his main points was that you should act. This is completely normal. And then it's not a weird thing to do. So he would have brought that car to take to wash, and you have to act that the car is supposed to be full of jam, and <laughs> we were supposed to be full of jam, and we were supposed to have breakfast on Market Street. It's as if it was completely normal. And I think you guys did an amazing job of acting like that was completely normal because that is one of the things I picked up when I watched it. It's like you guys were so comfortable with yourselves sitting there naked, covered in jam, because I would not be able to be that vulnerable with myself to be naked on Market Street covered in jam. I was like, these girls are brave. Yeah. <laughs> was the word that came to my mind. Yeah. Um, I, I, it does make me think that these people who kind of uh, get so kind of sickened by the by the thought of us being naked on Market Street, what's the, what's the source of uh, nausea there? Is it uh, finding the naked body abject or thinking that that's just not the proper place for it? Or is it the action in itself, like taking off your clothes and being some clothes and being somewhere public? Uh, yeah. Well, nudity is a very, like, disputed topic. I mean, sometimes it's great and sometimes it's really not. And 
sometimes it's ugly, sometimes it's sexual. Mm. Especially the kind of the nude female form, it's always a source of contempt. And I don't I don't uh think that we have anything kind of conclusive to add on this subject. Yeah. Like but women women's bodies are such a kind of a sor- source and point of public debate. Uh it's one should really find it interesting, you know, like even in this instance, you know, people uh having so many opinions about what I am allowed or not allowed to do with my naked body because I'm a woman. Like in I'm not saying that all the comments had that kind of vibe, but many of them do. But I I have to add, there was a few comments that I, maybe only one person, but on social media, that was very poignant in my opinion, because she she or he said um, that if we were men, this would be completely different and it would be a lot more illegal in his opinion, because the two men naked on Market Street eating jam off each other would be seen a very different way, I think. Hmm. And actually, being women probably allows us to be more naked than if we were men. And I don't think we would have got in a way with it so easily if we had men. Probably not. That so is... It is uh, considered a lot more... Yeah. Um, it's a funny thing. It's a little bit like, oh my god, this is such a contagious example, someone's going to shoot me for it. But anyway, it's a little <laughs> bit like uh, this in some countries where, you know... Uh, Gay relationships, as in like homosexual between two men, are illegal, but lesbian yeah. relationships aren't. Yeah. It's because women good. aren't taken seriously enough to even kind of be included in the same sex band. Yeah. And I think that there's something similar in this that somehow the, the nude female body is already such an such an object that it's not taken seriously enough, seriously enough, you know, that it's. Like if 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 it was male bodies, you know, yeah. the repercussions would have been more because the female body is not taken seriously enough. But I'm quite glad it doesn't. Oh yeah, I think me it too. Be, me too. Like, <laughs> in the men shouldn't be coming towards us, but not in the objectification, but in the sort of freedom. Yeah. I don't know. That's complicated because then men can take their shirt off, but we can't. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a. <laughs> Why are men allowed to take their shirts off and show nipples when we aren't? Yeah, we have What's that about? pretty much same. And some <laughs> men have bigger boobs than I do. <laughs> I have a really small cu- cup size. I'm yeah. pretty sure that there are There's many a bigger lot boobs. There's a lot of men have more boobs than But when it's hot in Manchester Market Street, <laughs> they're all drunk with their tops off and the women have to be all dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that's a whole other podcast as well. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Off topic. Um, I think that's kind of part of what I mean. Like there are there are so many different points that people people have taken on this. So clearly, it causes a lot of thinking and loads of feeling too. Mm-hmm. Like even the sense of nausea. That's a really valid response. Mm-hmm. And ask yourself, why are you nauseous? Mm-hmm. You know? or, or if you say that this is wrong, ask yourself why you think it's wrong. And it ended up creating a conversation on mm-hmm. social media. People well, were engaged in it for hours and well, days. See, days. <laughs> Out of curiosity, or, was any of these uh, people men? Men? Yeah. No, but I had one man here yesterday, actually, who did tell me what he thought, and, I mean, let's get into that. And, well, he just said that he was very bemused but with the whole thing, and he wanted, 
wondered what what it was all about but he was just very bemused by the whole thing that was his only comment <laughs> Sure. I think reacting to this with laughter is a very appropriate response. Yeah. I hope it made people laugh. Yeah, that, that was his... Huh? We're like the old man. Oh, like the old man. But we've had two old men in our happenings. Um, and there was, a, oh, the, in Voyage, there was an old man that just, like, looked at Rika and he was like, he kept watching and was like, well, that's different, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And Karen was like, have a good day. I love that reaction. <laughs> That is an awesome reaction. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. And his face is caught on camera, and it's so cute. Like, that's like awesome. You're you're like you've gotten to a, a ripe old age, and that's your philosophy of life, and that's brilliant. Yeah. And then there's people of twenty that can't cope with stuff that is slightly different. Do you think the younger people are, the more they react to it, and the older they are, the more they kind of like just let it slide? No, I think it's personality. Personality. Yeah, I'd say so too. I think that there are like with with uh, different generations, of course, there are like cultural differences. And I think that now I I don't think it's necessarily an age thing. I think it's a an internet culture thing mm. where people love hating stuff. You know, mm. the fact that you can go somewhere and kind of take part in the social commentary of why this and this thing is so disgusting. Oh my god, this thing makes me so angry. <laughs> people people love doing that. Keyboard warriors. Yeah, it's... Well, I guess we could start talking about your final thoughts about the whole, well, I guess people's reactions or any any final thoughts, anything you'd like to leave with. Uh, I don't know if this is a kind of a, a leaving it here worthwhile thing, but something that's still kind of nudging me about this kind of conversation in social media and like uh, the different themes and this uh, keyboard warrior thing, thing uh Somehow I feel that what ended up happening was a kind of a social experiment when people actually uh, paid so much attention. We didn't plan it that way and we weren't thinking how much attention this thing would get or not. It was the thing of doing it that mattered to us. And then uh, it seemed that it took a, li- took a life of its own and kind of carried on online. We did take part in it and kind of took responsibility for what we did and uh, which kind of gave a whole new twist to it. But uh, it is, it is such a culture, cultural spectacle, really, how things get uh, hyped up and sensationalized and uh, kind of taken out of proportion. And maybe as a kind of good point to that, we were for like in the in the window of like what like five hours or something like that. The article about this happening was the eighth most eighth most read article on BBC. And that kind of puts things in a perspective, isn't it? There's so much stuff happening in the world that's actually worth noticing, you know, unless like a few boob, jam boobs on Market Street. But it was the eighth most read article, you know. So maybe unwittingly we ended up doing a bit of a social experiment of how people react to things that they don't fully understand and then what do they do with that kind of uh, feeling of maybe anxiety of not knowing? You know, what's the emotional reaction and where does it lead and what kind of conversation it, it brings about? Yeah. Would you like to add anything, Sophia? Um, um, I do agree that it's, uh, for us anyway, you, you do 
performance art and you need the audience. And so obviously doing happenings, we're also studying. Like we obviously are doing this for our practice. We are doing this for helping our work. So it is important for us to know our audience and equally when we work in other cultures and other countries, the audience is vastly different and we need to be attuned to that when we think of the performance we do. And uh, happenings for us are mainly also to experiment and to have like a, a sketchbook of performances, but also massively to to understand our audience because they're part of the performance as much as we are. And uh, that was really interesting about this happening because we did have so much uh, interaction with the with the audience. And uh, yeah, so then I hope I hope people don't uh, take it too badly that we need them to improve our own practice and we don't want it to sound like a social experiment or that we're experimenting on people but that's why I said unwittingly (laughs) unwittingly it turned out to be a social experiment that was not the goal either in some ways I feel like we were maybe a little bit naive about kind of how much a little bit a little massively okay (laughs) fair enough massively naive about how much attention people pay to stuff like this and I think Rika early on in in the podcast she mentioned that we end up living in a bubble (laughs) well just as much as other people live in their bubble whatever that bubble is also artists massively live in a massive bubble that is feels like you're not even on this earth you feel very (laughs) alienated sometimes and when you've managed to find someone who actually is in the bubble with you that is amazing and it's what we, we have together then things like this do tend to come out and you don't tend to realize that uh, the rest of the world doesn't think the same as you and that sort of burst the bubble but it was it was fun and we still gonna keep doing it (laughs) yeah yeah there's gonna be more it's good to have bubbles and it's good to have them burst every so often I love bursting bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we do as kids, so why not do them as adults? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Virtual ones. I think bubble bursting is essential for growing. Definitely. So definitely I think, agree. I think that's what we'd like to do. Yeah. It's well, very childish, but that makes you grow. Yeah. Be playful. Be curious. Have fun. Don't take everything so serious. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I am... Um, really honored to have met and spoke to both of you. I think you guys have definitely given me a very different perspective on a lot of things. And watching your video has also kind of made me think about a lot of things. I mean, I know that wasn't your intention to get people to to think and stuff, but it definitely made me question a lot of things about myself and about the reactions. And um, there's this very weird thing today. It's like I have this black lipstick and I, I love it. And I've bought it and I've only used it for Halloween and today I was just going out to the corner shop to get some to get some wine <laughs> and I was like I'm gonna put on this black lipstick and it's like usually I'd be like but it's too much for just going to the corner shop and I was like today I'm like but I'm not naked covered in jam I could wear, <laughs> I could wear this black lipstick to the corner shop <laughs> so I put on my black lipstick and I went to the corner shop it was all fine. Excellent. Excellent. So no, nothing serious happened for you wearing your black lipstick? Nothing happened. <laughs> Except that I wore it. Nice. And nice. I liked it. That's good. 
Ah, that's great. That's a really good take on the performance. Thanks, guys, for joining me today. I think I learned so much about the art world by talking to you guys. And I think that is one box I definitely do not fit into. Um, definitely not as much as I thought I would. Um, I think by doing these podcasts, I always learn so much by speaking to my guests. And uh, if uh, the audience out there, if anyone out there um, has any reactions or any thoughts or any questions, please drop me an email on refreshinglyhanna at gmail.com. Special shout out to Evelyn Renee Everhart for the podcast music. I've popped a link to her SoundCloud page in my bio below. Thanks for listening to this episode of Refreshingly Human with myself, Hannah Pillow. You can find a link to our website in the show notes where you can like, share and subscribe so you don't miss out to upcoming episodes. Until next time, be kind to yourself. We are all human after all.